0: Welcome to the Voice of Salvation Programming, whose main source is to be an inspiration to you through the message of hope and peace. And this is only achieved when you remain in tune. Stay with us and you will be blessed.
1: the doctrine of God. The book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 10, reads that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior in all things. There is one thing that we are constantly reminded of throughout the Bible, the great responsibility that has been placed upon us by God. The book of Titus gives us examples of this, and verse 10 of chapter 2 ends with it being known that we are to adorn the doctrine of God. Now, before we can even adorn the doctrine of God, we must fully comprehend what the doctrine of God is. What is his Word? The apostle John had some insight to this question in John chapter one, verse one, when he declared, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We know today through the scriptures that the doctrine of God is, in essence his holy Word. This thing we call the Bible is the Word of God, which was established before time was even created. The Apostle John was inspired and used by the Holy Ghost. He takes us to the beginning of all things, and John tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and that this very Word was God. John is trying to explain to us that the very essence of God is His Word, the Word which directs us today as the children of God, and which directs all the affairs of the government of God, which is the church of God in the last days, which was written in heaven. It should be an honor for us to know that this doctrine, the Word, has been presented to us in order to adorn it in our very hearts and minds today. One thing I want to point out to you is the fact that this Word, the Word of God, did not remain silent in its own existence, but was presented to us in the form of God, and it came to its completion by His Son, Jesus Christ. The Word of God has and will always direct the affairs of God's government in this world. It is obvious to us today that God is in need of mighty men and women who will adorn the doctrine of God by living godly lives filled with the Scriptures. There are many men and women in the Bible who are great examples to us. Noah, Abraham, Esther, David, Solomon, and Mary. Some of these people may have at some point failed God, but God in His infinite love demonstrated mercy on many of them. The Bible gives us an account of Abraham. God called him out of those in his time and set him apart for a special program. Genesis 12, 1-4 says, Now the Lord hath said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. Many of you know this story of how God called Abraham and how he obeyed the oracles of God. What I want you to focus on is the obedience of this man the obedience to venture out into the unknown, trusting in God and His Word. Today we are no different. We have literally been called out as the last day's church of God, and we know that the body of Christ is made up of families. Now, according to the biblical pattern, it rests upon the husband to direct the affairs of the household under the immediate direction of God. This in turn brings us back to the example of Abraham. I imagine after God called him and revealed himself, Abraham as a man had to make a choice or a decision. You see, the word had been presented to him by the very one we call the word. I imagine Abraham must have thought about his family in this great task of leaving everything and venturing out into the unknown. But one thing that stands out is that Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. This is required of us today also. As the people of God, we must not allow nothing to keep us from obeying the word of God and living the word every day. The book of Titus chapter 2 verse 1 tells us, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. It's not just about speaking, but it's about living sound doctrine. There are many definitions that we can find concerning the word sound, healthy, and free from injury, disease, or illness, deep and peaceful and unbroken. So what is the book of Titus demonstrating to us by the Spirit? We are to speak something that is unbroken, healthy, and free from injury. This is why he continues to exhort us in the following verses. In verse 2 he says that the aged men be sober, grave, and temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. Verse 3 says the aged woman likewise that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to too much wine, teachers of good things verse 4 says that they may teach the young women to be sober and to love their husbands, to love their children. Verse 5 says to be discreet and taste keepers at home, good obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blaspheming. And in verse 6 it says young men likewise exhort to be sober minded. You see the requirements are for both the aged and young. There must come a time in our walk with the Lord that we begin to see things more in death. Abraham did not know exactly where he was going, but with his spiritual eyes, he knew exactly what he needed to do. We, many times, may not know where the Lord is taking us, but one thing is for certain that our battle has already been won. What he is waiting on is for us to adorn his doctrine in our lives. Abraham adorned the doctrine of God and through his obedience to his word. In the secular world, The word "adorn" means to add decoration or ornamentation to something in order to enhance it. One thing I want you to notice is that there is no need to try to add or enhance the word of God when it has already been established. This is exactly why it's so important for us to declare today as the church that we are not a legislative body. No, we are and continue to be judicial. What does that mean? It meant that Abraham cannot make up the laws of God and we cannot add or take away from what has already been written in heaven. One thing I want you to notice is that this doctrine that we are trying to adorn and are called to adorn is not our doctrine. It is not ours to do what we want with it. Even Christ declared in his word, Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. Just like Abraham, we as the church of God today have been called for a special work, God used one man to build an entire nation in the Old Testament. Then in the New Testament, we see 12 pillars being used to build a new nation, the church, by the apostles. Today, whether the world believes it or not, we are the continuation of this building. The world may not see it right now, but I know the word of Christ will be declared unto many when we start adorning the doctrine of Christ. When we are adorned with the doctrine, we will not need to show them But the world will see, and many will receive that vision and revelation of the church. As Christ declared, not even he could reveal it. Flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee but my Father which is in heaven. In a world of religious confusion we see in Titus 2 and 7 how we should be in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works. In doctrine, and showing uncorruptness, gravity and sincerity. There are many in our time who will present unto us, and many more, a corrupt form of the Word of God. But Titus admonishes us that we are to show a pattern in us of good works. And not just that, but a doctrine that is uncorrupt. And these are the ways we are to act and adorn the doctrine of God. The book of Titus goes straight to the point. Our actions will show if we are adorning the doctrine of God. That call is made to the church collectively, too. This is why it is important that we all have the same vision and purpose established in the Word of God for the church. I say this because our families and friends and co-workers depend on us and the way we present this message to them. So in other words, it is an honor to carry the doctrine of Christ today in our hearts, our minds, and bodies, and souls, and better yet, as the church of God. I pray this message has been a blessing to you today. God bless you.